Here on the ground, change happens fast. Problems feel frequent and urgent. It's loud and anxiety runs high. From a satellite view, the Earth looks the same as it did thousands of years ago. We've been here before. Let's learn from our past and shoot for a better future. Hello again and welcome to A Satellite View. I'm Todd Mickelson, your host, and I'm speaking at you from May 31st, 2023. A lot of big talk right now is about this debt ceiling deal between Biden and McCarthy. First of all, the episode just before this one here on A Satellite View, it's called The Media Shift. And I mentioned that uh, Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC who's really knows a lot about these kind of negotiations from when he worked as a staffer in the Senate. He sat in on budget negotiations when Joe Biden was a senator and uh, was in on it, along with Steve Roschetti, who was new back then, but was in these new uh, negotiations just this last week as well. He works with Joe Biden still, or again. And Lawrence O'Donnell witnessed those two guys back in the 1990s when Steve Roschetti worked for Bill Clinton. And like I said, Joe Biden was a senator. And Lawrence O'Donnell, who's also one of the main uh, uh, writers and consultants for the television show The West Wing, because of a lot of his knowledge on Capitol Hill. So now he's a host on MSNBC. And he, it dawned on him last week, and I agreed with him. So I'm basically going to, you know, repeat what Lawrence O'Donnell's saying. I don't mean to steal from him. So I'm giving him credit for this idea. But it dawned on him last week that what if Biden is using the debt ceiling to get leverage against McCarthy in the budgetary talks? Because the budget is going to have to be worked out by the end of October, I believe. And that means that there's going to need to be talk about the budget then. But the debt ceiling is not going to be used as leverage. Now, a couple of moves that Biden made very early. You probably don't remember the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962, <laughs> but that's where we're going back into history. Very briefly, the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962, it was discovered by a spy satellite that we had that was very secret at the time, that there were nuclear missiles Russian nuclear missiles on Cuba, the island of Cuba, 90 miles away from the United States. And we were like, what are they doing there? So Kennedy called Khrushchev and said, hey, uh, what uh, are these uh, missiles that d uh, doing in Cuba? That's how he pronounced it, Cuba. It was the Cuban Missile Crisis. There are tons of stories about how dangerously, scarily close we came to nuclear war breaking out during the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1960. It was in October of 1962. Now, during that, Kennedy knew that Khrushchev needed to go back to his people and say that he won. And Khrushchev knew that Kennedy needed to look like he had a win, too. So they concocted a solution to the crisis that made both men appear to their constituents that they had won. And though the missiles were removed from Cuba... The U.S. also promised to remove missiles from Turkey. This was key to both leaders. Saving face, as it is commonly called, is important to ordinary people as well as leaders. So what Biden did way back in February, January maybe, or, or even before, 
He said, I'm not going to negotiate over raising the debt ceiling. Now, that gave room for McCarthy to quote-unquote save face, because McCarthy announced even before last week that he finally got Biden to sit down. Now, he's been saying, why won't Biden sit down and make a deal with me? And Biden was saying, I don't negotiate over raising the debt ceiling. So when Biden started to negotiate with McCarthy, McCarthy called that a win to his crazy people that he's in charge of in the House. He said, hey, I got him to sit down and negotiate. He said he never would. I got him to do it. Now, of course, some Democrats say he should have never done it, but very few. A lot of, uh, you know, punditry says he shouldn't have done it, but very few. This gave McCarthy his quote-unquote win. Preserved and protected by Biden, all of these things were things that the Republicans wanted to cut or get rid of. Preserved and protected by President Biden, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, about 20% cuts to veterans, Preserved and protected the Inflation Reduction Act, which is uh, helping our economy immensely. Clean energy tax credits, which is changing a lot of things for the environment as well. Billions in funding to combat environmental injustice. Not only did he uh, preserve and protect SNAP availability, but he actually expanded it to some more groups than it previously was. He also preserved and protected new investments in clean energy semiconductor manufacturing, and infrastructure investments across the country. That's going to and has already added tons of jobs. Biden, by the way, has added 12.7 million jobs since he became president. If the Republicans had their way, possibly about 8 million jobs would be lost. Now, uh, another thing, this whole saving face thing is also a part of the book, The Art of War. The Art of War is read by most presidents. I don't read. I don't read. That looks like a thick book and I don't see any pictures. So he probably didn't read it, but I know John Kennedy read it. Uh, one of the points in an art, The Art of War is if you know the enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself but not the enemy... For every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you neither know the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. Now, it looks to me like Joe Biden knows his enemy and he knows himself. I think that's part of the benefit of him being as old as he is. He doesn't give, have any more Fs to give. So he knew that he's not going to take credit for all of this. I think Biden knows himself and he knows his enemy. I think Kevin McCarthy does not know his enemy, nor does he know himself. And that's why he got absolutely played like a fiddle. A cheap fiddle, not a Stradivarius. Played like a garage sale. Well, sometimes you find, you know, gems like a Stradivarius at a garage sale. So you know what I mean. A cheap banjo. And I think part of it is because McCarthy is very cocky, which is the trait of most stupid people, and he definitely has proven over the years that he is quite stupid. I don't like calling people stupid, but Kevin McCarthy, he's dumb and stupid. <laughs> so I think he didn't know the abilities of President Biden. That's why he keeps putting him down. That's why the Republicans hate him so much. This is, a, you know, another part of the art of war is it's hard 
enough to love yourself, but it's even harder to love your enemy. You can't just go around hating. If you're in a fight because you hate, you're probably going to lose. McCarthy and the Republicans just absolutely hate all Democrats. And they assume that all Democrats are stupid. That makes you stupid. Usually the person who says they're the smartest is usually the stupidest. Kevin McCarthy's been very cocky through this whole thing. He thinks he's a genius for becoming the Speaker of the House, even though it took 15 ballots to get him in. And he thinks that he won this battle. And he thinks he's winning the war. You hear Republicans all the time say they're going to get the Senate back, they're going to take the White House. It's, it's not going to happen that way for many reasons that you've heard me talk about before, including on the media shift, the last episode, where I also talk about polling and, and how we need to handle polling. I repeat myself on that quite a lot, but we all need to be reminded of that. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. And I do want to take a break, a short break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about the difference between how President Biden and Speaker McCarthy have been acting since this deal was sort of signed off on by both of them. We'll talk about that when we come back from a short break. You're listening to a Satellite View. We'll be right back. reminding you that if you like the music that you hear on this show, it is original music. I used to work in music and uh, it's original music that I've recorded over the years and you can find it at toddmickelson.com. There's a link to music. So we're talking about the difference between how Joe Biden is acting and Kevin McCarthy is acting since they struck this deal Sunday. I I can't. Over the weekend. I believe it was Saturday or Sunday. By the way, it did pass the rules committee last night. A lot of people thought that it might not even get through that. Still in the House, so there's a majority of Republicans. And, you know, the the Republicans are more upset with this than the Democrats. The crazies on the Republican side are saying stuff like 434 people in the House all of which could have made a better deal than Kevin McCarthy. One Republican House member said that. Then the reporter said, a lot of those are Democrats. You're saying the Democrats could have made a better deal too? And he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I didn't mean to say it that way. Because he sounds stupid, right? Are they stupid? I think so. You would think I like calling people stupid. I don't. I call a lot of people, they're, you know, the people in the House right now, the Republicans in the House, of course, they're the loudest But it still is maybe, you know, 25 of them maybe are the ones who are saying there's no way I'll vote for this and we might fire Kevin McCarthy. They're also talking about that, firing Kevin McCarthy. Now, the difference between Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy and the way they've been acting since this has been signed off on is that Joe Biden just keeps repeating. When they say, do you think that this is a victory? And he just keeps repeating, this was a bipartisan agreement. That's what he's saying. 
Kevin McCarthy immediately is saying there, there's nothing in here for Democrats. And he's got his other people repeating that on like the Sunday morning shows and wherever they can. There's nothing in this for Democrats, except for all of the legislation the Democrats have done for the last two years. What it preserved was all of the progress that the Biden administration, along with the Democratic majority in both the House and Senate, all of the things they passed. I listed some of them, clean energy tax credits, Inflation Reduction Act, billions in funding to combat environmental injustice, new investments in clean energy, semiconductor manufacturing and infrastructure investments across the country. All of those things are preserved. The Democrats didn't need more. <laughs> They've all, they made their accomplishments long before this deal was made. So the Republicans are trying to make it so that, you know, oh, Biden gave Kevin McCarthy a little bit. Kevin McCarthy didn't give Biden anything. Well, Ke Kevin McCarthy gave Biden a lot because, first of all, Biden did not allow Kevin McCarthy to put through hardly anything on the proposal that was made back in February, mostly written by the Freedom Caucus. Another huge thing is that the debt ceiling will not be dealt with again until 2025, when we very likely will have the majority of the House back and we will have retained the Senate and the White House. That's something that Kevin McCarthy gave Joe Biden. Normally, it would be talked about again in a year, and this whole fight would have to happen again in a year. It's not going to happen in a year. That is a huge, huge deal. And it's, of course, really pissing off a lot of Republicans because they're saying, now the Democrats can spend whatever they want because there's not going to be any debt ceiling for the rest of Biden's first term here. But Kevin McCarthy's still saying, you know, he's claiming that he won. He won. He's telling all his people that he won. Wow. I got him to sit down with me and negotiate. So I won. He doesn't like to talk too much about what happened during the negotiations or what the results of the negotiations are, but... He's bragging, bragging, bragging. Anytime somebody puts a microphone in front of his face, he's talking about how bad this is for the Democrats and how mad the Democrats are. He said, Hakeem Jeffries said to me, there's nothing in this for us. Now, when Hakeem Jeffries was asked if he said that, he was like, well, I, haven't, I didn't talk to him this weekend. <laughs> he might have said that a couple weeks ago, but he's not saying it now. Hakeem Jeffries basically is saying the same thing I am. He's, he's touting this as a, a really, really great thing. And, and he's saying that President Biden did an amazing job. Most people are saying President Biden did an amazing job. He's playing chess and Kevin McCarthy's playing checkers. Biden basically ran circles around McCarthy. And McCarthy came out of it thinking that he won and bragging about that he won. Now, when Kevin McCarthy's bragging that he won, do you, how many votes do you think he's losing? This hasn't been voted on yet. President Biden's going to be talking about this throughout the rest of this summer after it's been voted on in both the House and Senate. McCarthy's already bragging about it, losing votes and getting himself deeper in trouble with his own people. Part of the deal they made was that he had to do all this draconian stuff that the Freedom Caucus was asking him to do. None of that got done in this negotiation, but that was part of the deal to even get him voted in to be the Speaker of the House, and it took 15 ballots, 
And another thing was that Kevin McCarthy agreed that only it, it would only take one House member to call for a vote to oust him from the speakership. And there have already been a few Republicans saying that they may do that. Chip Roy, who's an extremist, absolute extreme crazy guy, you know, he said, I'm going to do all I can do to fight this from passing because the Republicans want to emaciate the economy of the world and blame it on Biden during the election. That's the only reason they're doing this. They're scared to death because of all the things that I listed here, including Biden adding 12.7 million jobs since he's been president and he's not even through his first term yet. And now he's preserving all of that stuff. The Republicans are scared to death of it because it's helping our economy. It's helping it more and more. More and more of these results of the even the Inflation Reduction Act are still kicking in. It hasn't even gotten up to speed yet. Our economy recovered from a nearly impossible situation with the pandemic. Not only has it recovered, it's doing really well overall. That scares the crap out of Republicans, because how do they run against that? They wanted to run against Joe Biden causing a calamity by not raising the debt ceiling even though they're the ones who would have been refusing to raise it. So Chip Roy is saying, I'm going to do all I can do to make sure that this does not pass. It does not go through. And if I can't do that, and it does pass, and it does go through, which it is going to, then we'll have to rethink our leadership structure, which means, Kevin, bye-bye. <laughs> if I had, if I had. Hakeem Jeffries also said, it's our expectation that the House Republicans will keep their promise and deliver at least 150 votes as it relates to an agreement that they themselves negotiated with the White House. Then he added, House Democrats will make sure that the country does not default. What's going to happen is Democrats are going to take their time and watch how many Republicans are voting for this. They're going to make sure it passes in the House. but. He wants to give as many Democrats room to save face. The progressive Democrats who have really progressive districts, he wants them to be able to go back and say, I did not vote for this. I didn't think Biden should have negotiated with McCarthy. Biden gave them that room, and so is Hakeem Jeffries, the, the leader of the House, the minority leader of the House. He wants to make as much room as possible for as many Democrats as want to, to not have to vote for this. So when the vote comes, you're going to see the Democrats not voting for, you know, the number of Democrats voting is going to be low. It's going to be a little bit of a showdown. The Republicans might delay so that they don't give that, the Democrats that room. But this is how behind the scenes negotiating goes. And this is how bipartisan types of things have to go because bad things have to happen. Both sides have to disagree with parts of it. That's, you know, I, I've negotiated in, uh, in the capacity of running my business. And when I make a negotiation, I don't feel good about it, but neither does the other guy. And that's, that's just how it feels. But this is a, a huge victory for America and the world, really, because if America would have defaulted on their debts, it would have ruined the economy of the world. Republicans would have loved it, and our enemies would have loved it. China would have loved it. 
But there are a lot of people who don't feel good about it. And Hakeem Jeffries wants to give as many Democrats who don't feel good about it room to not vote. I predict that people like AOC might vote no. Jayapal has, I believe, said she's voting no. Even some more moderate uh, Democrats are saying they're not sure. But that's part of the strategy as well. Because now that they said, I'm really not sure, now at the last minute they can say, you know what, not only did I not want to tank our economy, but really after pondering this as long as I could, it's pretty good for us. So I voted yes. You know, that's the way they can tell their story. Back to their constituents. So that's pretty much how this is going. Joe Biden's not going to get a lot of credit for the masterful negotiating that he's done. Kevin McCarthy's going to get credit from maybe his family at, at his house, maybe his mom, himself, certainly. But I think pretty much all the Republicans realize that, yeah, he's, he's not the brightest bulb in the knife drawer. This was something that was really hard to navigate. I, I guess what I did was I trusted that Biden was going to know how to handle this. He's got really good people. Steve Roschetti, I'm sure, was a huge part of this. And I trusted those people. Basically, I voted for these people to do good things, and they won, and I trust them to do good things. I had a lot of confidence that, that at least the debt ceiling would be raised and that the Democrats wouldn't give away you know, the House, the whole shebang. It's actually gone quite a bit better than I imagined it could go. And I learned a lot about how these things work. And I've learned, uh, Hakeem Jeffries is also incredible. He's really good at messaging. I'm kind of looking at my Twitter feed. Lauren Boebert says, we got absolutely destroyed in this negotiation. Zero help from the Senate either. No sensible conservative can vote for this. Now, that part I don't agree with because a sensible conservative would vote for this, but they don't have a lot of sensitive... (laughs) Oh, by the way, Ben Shapiro. If you know who he is, if you know who Ben Shapiro is, he's an angry little creep, racist, you know. If you know who he is, if you don't know who he is, I don't know. uh, It would take me a while to explain. (laughs) But... He says, I fail to understand why conservatives are more agitated over McCarthy's deal than they were with the fact that with Trump as president and full control of Congress, Republicans increased spending. McCarthy also said something like that into a microphone just to, uh, yesterday or today. He said, when Republicans had both the House and Senate and the White House, they raised spending immensely. So what's going on there, you think? Wow. Here's another thing that Richie Torres, uh, Representative Richie Torres, says. POTUS out-negotiated MAGA. Republicans demanded only one year of the debt limit extension. The deal is two years, meaning they're not going to fight about it next year. Probably the next time the debt ceiling needs to get raised, the Democrats will have full control again. Another thing, Republicans demanded 10-year time frame for spending cuts. The deal is two years, and it's 2023 instead of 2022. Republicans wanted us to go to the spending of 2022 and have that remain for 10 years. That means that all of the legislation the Democrats got passed in 2023 would be tanked, would be gone. Now, again, I went through that list of a lot of that stuff. We've run out of time. I've gone over time, actually. 
I think this is an extremely interesting thing. I hope you did too. Every Thursday, we're going to release a new episode of A Satellite View. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. been listening to A Satellite View with Todd Mickelson. Go to toddmickelson.com for links and more information.